right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson, at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534 or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live, it's Friday, and we're glad to be here. Beaming out to many terrestrial stations across the country. Also, TalkStreamLive.com links to a lot of those stations. So if you're having a hard time connecting with us on the air, then you can go to TalkStreamLive.com. Or if you want to listen to the shows at a more convenient time, there's always Aftermath.media. There are plenty of places to listen. Aftermath.media. There's GroundZero.radio, GroundZeroMedia.org. All you got to just type in Clyde Lewis, Ground Zero. You can find us. And like I said, if... You want to hear the show at a more convenient time. There's always Aftermath.media. Sign up today and subscribe because it really does help the show move along. Keeps us uh, you know, doing great shows. It keeps the uh, the staff paid and the lights on. And so we're thanking those who support the program because you it, it sends a message that we're doing good uh, when we uh, certainly uh, get your support. So we really thank you for that. Tonight's show is one of those shows where I trepidatiously walk into the you know, walk into the studio and say to myself, I got to cover this topic. And uh, I know that there are going to be a lot of people that are going to go, why, where did this come from? Why is it coming? What, what, what? Okay, we can blame some of this on the lockdowns. And what I mean by that is, is okay, Liam and I, when the lockdowns happened, we had a lot of time to go back and watch old movies. And what we did is we went down a list of some of the best movies and and uh, also we did a thing where we shared some of our favorite movies that weren't on the list but we wanted like for example Monty Python's Holy Grail and all the others and you know some that don't wind up on the top list you know we went through The Godfather we watched you know uh, The Exorcist you know and we both realized that we do have a love for old horror films now I I shared with him some of my favorite old horror films. This is back in the Lon Chaney days, the the, the Lon Chaney, uh, Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, Vincent Price. Uh, one of the films was um, uh, The Abominable Dr. Five. That's one of my favorite films. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see it, The Abominable Dr. Five is really a great show with uh, Vincent Price in it. But as I say, you know, mine was the Lon Chaney, you know, Christopher Lee, 
Peter Cushing and, you know, he recognized Peter Cushing from Star Wars. And it was kind of nice, you know, to be able to bond that way where we're looking back at our favorite films. But see, his, and I, and I forgot about this because when we were kids, the old double feature, horror double features when, with, with uh, you know, the mummy and Boris Karloff and, and all those were part of growing up. Godzilla versus King Kong, all part of growing up. Now Congress's Godzilla is about him growing up and his horror films that were old and, and kind of cheesy are like Friday the 13th and Hellraiser and Saw. And one of the films that he didn't see but he really thought was amazing was Silence of the Lambs. And in Silence of the Lambs, there's the great acting from Jodie Foster and Sir Anthony Hopkins. And, and while Hannibal Lecter was the focus of the film, Liam was especially creeped out and he was very intrigued by the character Buffalo Bill. And he pointed out, he said, well, Buffalo Bill is a character that is transgendered. And so as he pointed it out, it appears that the film decided to go with the Norman Bates route because we watched Psycho together. And I, and I asked, well, what do you mean by that? And he says, well, you know, the murderer identifies as a woman. Norman thought he was a ma. He thought he was his mother. And, and, and the movie, ultimately, whether Norman is coded a transgender cross-dressing or simply severely mentally ill, the matter is that the, the gender presentation of, you know, man to woman, woman to man, all that, cross-dressings, all of that, is called transcoding of a character. And it's, it's one of the, the whole situation with the Norman Bates story is one of the, I guess, the most well-known twists in cinematic history in the end where he's dressed up as his mother. And as such, the twist has established itself as one of the many reliable, I guess you could call them staples or tropes in a lot of horror films at the house at the end of the street. If you, I, I don't know if anybody's seen that or sleepaway camp. Um, and these are some of the films that were like seventies grindhouse type films. I mean, both Wes and I are fans of grindhouse films and sometimes in the montages we, I, you know, he likes to play around with the sound of Grindhouse. And I, I, I love Grindhouse, too. I mean, those of you that were Tarantino fans or, you know, you saw Machete, you know, those types of films are, are meant to be like that. They're meant to be Grindhouse. But there are others out there that, you know, I spit on your grave and, you know, uh, Last House on the Left, Wes Craven, Hills Have Eyes. These are these are really grindhouse type films. And, and so House at the End of the Street, if you've seen that, when the character was forced to wear girls' clothes as a kid, and so, you know, they they made him the killer. Uh, Dressed to Kill was another one. Uh, Brian De Palma was a film about that. Uh, and uh, one that I wanted to watch last night because I knew what I was going to talk about was Ted Bessel and Betty Davis in the film Scream Pretty Peggy. Um, that film is also, I don't want to give anything away, but that was also one of those films that depicted. So he... You know, Liam and I were discussing this. He said, well, these films kind of are before their time because it bring it brings up the whole trans thing. And uh, But he also said that maybe these characters would not fly today now that we're becoming gender aware. And I thought, you know, you're right about that because a lot of the times, you know, we've had discussions before about films that were made in the 1970s. And uh, in fact, a lot of movies made in the 1930s and 40s as well that, you know, looking back, they're racially insensitive or... Uh, for example, they say, well, All in the Family wouldn't fly today, even though All in the Family is still popular in syndication because Archie Bunker's a bigot. Well, you go back to Blazing Saddles, you see the same thing with the jokes that are running through that story with Cleveland Little and Mel Brooks, and people say, well, that wouldn't go over well today either. 
So I never really thought of that. I never really thought it's usually, you know, like I said, you, you think that other movies, not movies that depict transgender killers, you know, are, are going to be sensitive material. But I had to think a lot about this because this is how films in the past would interpret gender identification. And of course, if you go all the way back to Ed Wood, which uh, I met Dolores Fuller, who was Ed Wood's girlfriend, felt the the the, uh, the cashmere sweaters that Ed used to wear, and there was Glenn Glenda, Glenn Glenda, which is one of those films, one of the first films that he made, and then there's a rite of the passage, rite of passage for a lot of people, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, where the villain is you know just a sweet transvestite from Transylvania. So when you're looking at gender nonconformity of any shape or form, it's always been one of Hollywood's favorite monsters, the idea of gender-confused killers. So anyway, we're going to go from there into a topic that I think needs to be addressed. And so bear with me. We'll get to the point here in a minute. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.